911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about sexual non-concordance. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, that sounds like a loaded word, right? Non-concordance. But to break that down, that pretty much just means that the two don't align with one another. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why this is so important when it comes to our sexual arousal. So if you have any young ears listening to you in the car, or maybe you're in the kitchen, then it might be time for them to just step away for a second. But recently, I've had a lot of people come to me and talk about problems with their sexual experience. And I think that this is not something that we talk about near enough, although the research as it relates to sexual nonconcordance is well over 30 years old now. And I don't know if you've ever been in this type of situation before where maybe yourself or your partner, you you are truly aroused mentally in your mind, you are turned on and you're in the moment, but maybe physically things just aren't reacting in a way that's in alignment with what's going on mentally. And that is pretty much the summary of sexual non-concordance. Not all of the time does our body react in the same way as what we perceive mentally in the moment. And so a lot of times we are hard on ourselves and I'm going to get very explicit here because it's the the easiest way for me to be able to explain this but let's say that you're a female or you know you're you're getting ready to have sex with your partner and perhaps your female isn't as wet as you think she might be if she were to be as turned on and aroused as you would hope to make her and that might make her feel a little bit inferior and it might make you as the man feel a little bit inferior because you don't think that you're turning her on and getting her ready well enough to be able to have sex with you but the truth is there was a study conducted and it showed the relationship between males and females and their non-concordance, their sexual stimulus versus what was happening within their bodies and their physical reactions. And it shows that there's this 50% variance for men, meaning that what they're experiencing in terms of their brain signaling to them that there is arousal, they're excited, they're getting ready to have sex versus what's actually taking place in, you know, on their genital area. It, it, there's a 50% variant, meaning that it's not always consistent. You might be 100% in your mind turned on, like, let's go, right? But then 50% of the time, your body might not be reacting in the same way. And that can put a lot of pressure on us when it comes to having intimacy and, and really being able to express ourselves physically with our partners. And it's even worse for females because we, a lot of the times, feel like there's these expectations and we have everything around us in terms of the media, every time we scroll on online on social media, the pictures that we see, everything in society is telling us that we're supposed to perform, act, and react in a certain way. And it's just not true. 10% for females, meaning that the non-concordance variant is 10% different for females, what she sees, what she's experiencing, everything that she has going on in her mind, what's happening in her brain doesn't always react in the same way with her body. And I just want to to let you know, if this is you listening and you might have felt that, that feeling of insecurity in a situation like this, it's completely normal. And I don't care if you're the woman or you're the man. There are many times where we beat ourselves up or maybe we start to have these these impressions or expectations of ourselves and of one another. And 
we need to understand that physiologically, biologically, what's happening to us physically, it's not necessarily all going to be on point. And so how do we navigate around that? Well, number one, I think that when you do find that you're in that situation, or even better if it's before you're in that situation, to have these types of vulnerable and real conversations, you you might not even recognize or know this about yourself and your own body. Like It's okay to take your hand and, and feel down there and to experience yourself. And even at a very young age, we start to do this. And when you do that, then you're able to understand what's happening with your body versus what's happening in your mind and then express that to your partner. And if you have have trouble maybe getting wet at times or if you have trouble with experiencing arousal in the sense of physically, but mentally you're there and, and you want it and, you know, you're a participating player in the game. It's important to just talk about that and, and maybe share with your partner the fact that although it might not seem like it at times, Um, that you will let them know whether or not you truly are into it, or if not, maybe if things need to be changed altogether. And the same thing goes for you, whether you're a man or a woman. I've seen a lot of times where these sorts of issues take place and we tell ourselves these stories in our mind, and almost all of the time these stories are not true at all. And if only we would understand ourselves better and understand our bodies better, and most importantly, set the media aside. The biggest element of disappointment is expectation, and the biggest element of expectation right now is what we are being fed and conditioned to believe is what is right, what is normal, how you should be, how you shouldn't be, how you should feel, how you should react, and how your body is supposed to respond, and that's just not that's just not built into our primal nature. So when we get things back to the basics and we really start to pay attention to these things, it opens up the door for communication, and I've shared this with a couple of people. And they were surprised. Most people don't even know that sexual non-concordance is even a thing. Um, there's this amazing book by Emily Nagoski. It's called Come As You Are. And if you have not read that book, I highly recommend that you read it. At the very least, download it on Audible. It is an incredible, incredible journey just through the sexual experience and who we are, how we are as an individual, and how our bodies respond or maybe don't respond. And it helps to take a lot of the pressure off. A lot of the the issues that I see in relationships is that pressure that exists within the intimacy component of their relationship. And the most incredible thing happens when you release some of those expectations and you're able to just be free and expressive. And I think more than more than anything, the most important thing is for us to be able to come to terms with our own bodies and understand our own bodies and the way that we react to certain things or maybe don't react to certain things and how different it can be when you start to do you know, some experimentation with your body, whether that means that you're doing it Um, having sex with yourself or with your spouse. I think that expressing your sexuality and being able to explore that is one of the greatest gifts that we're able, we're able to have and to be able to, to venture and carry for ourselves. And it's built into our DNA. It's literally a survival mechanism. So why not enjoy it and embrace it and make it something that is, is something beautiful and something that we can enjoy without the shame. There are many people who carry a lot of shame when it comes to the things that they might enjoy, the things that they might want to experience, I've talked to many clients who have been ashamed to even admit the fact that they have certain desires and things that they want, but they're too afraid to share it with their spouse or with anybody else because they don't want 
the judgment that comes on the back end of that. And when we're born, we're born with these human bodies that are just so much celebrated and we don't have any self-shame with our bodies until pretty much we hit puberty, right? You hit puberty and then all of a sudden everything changes. You start to look at your body in a different way. You start to have these expectations for yourself and then you start to have these expectations for other people. And when we carry that into the home, when we bring that into the bedroom, into our marriage, it starts to create a lot of problems, problems that we don't even realize are existing until they become a massive problem. And it's okay. It's okay to speak up. And I give you full permission. In fact, I encourage you to speak up and to be expressive about these things if there's something that you have going on that you know just isn't right. And there are very few times, I believe, when there's an actual medical issue that's underlining. And I've heard a lot of people talk about whether or not they believe that they're addicted to sex. And it is so rare for somebody to actually have a sex addiction, not to say or or demean the fact that it exists. It certainly does. However, I don't believe that it is nearly as prevalent as society is conditioning us to believe. And just because you want to voice your opinion, voice your concern, your interests, your desires, the true you, that there isn't anything wrong with you in wanting to do that. I know that I encourage you. I am here to support you in that journey. If ever you need the help, you can reach out to me directly on Facebook at Ashley Walton. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. And um, if you would do me a favor and drop a review, I would truly appreciate that. I know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.